Happy Sabbath, everyone. Man, what a time we live in right now. Thank you all for joining us this Sabbath through our online platform worship service. We are doing a pre-recorded service in response to California shelter-in-place order. So when you are watching this, I'll actually be at home watching also. As we continue our worship, what we ask is for continued prayers for one another. And also continue in our responsibility to help fight COVID-19 by social distancing. Let's help flatten the curve. Though we are apart, I want to thank God for allowing us to be connected as a community and the opportunity to worship Jesus in spirit. So, how are you doing? I know that everyone is coping in a different way. Uh, there's some things that I want to show you and share with you right now. Whether you're learning and continuing your education through online, or you're picking up on a hobby or learning a new skill, Or maybe you're late for a Zoom meeting or just half asleep. Uh, take care of yourself. Did you run out of toilet paper yet? You know, maybe it's time for an upgrade and time for you to get a bidet. But I hope you're keeping yourself healthy. I hope you're eating well. And most importantly, make sure you get your daily exercise. So I hope we're practicing social distancing as we acknowledge the seriousness of this virus and want to do our part in helping the, the fight as many uh, in the world have suffered and they're dying through this pandemic. For us, it has not been too long since we began our homestay. You know, this week on Thursday evening, Governor Gavin requested for all Californians to stay home. You know, but it, what, if, what if we had to stay and do this for three months? How about six months? How about a year? Today, I want to take us to the story found in the Bible where a person had to endure 12 years of social distancing. Let us turn to Luke chapter 8, verse 43 to 47. This is what the Bible reads. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for 12 years, who has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, 
The multitudes throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. So here in this story, we find an unnamed woman characterized and remembered by her physical suffering. Day in and out, this woman was reminded of her uncleanliness. She was forbidden from worshiping God in the temple. And she was to be removed from society so as not to contaminate others. Hmm, sound familiar? She has tried everything, used her resource and attempts to be cured, but nothing worked. Everything had failed. And she had been declared Confirmed, unclean, outcast, not welcomed by the society she was born into. What friends can she have with no chance of connection, touch? I imagine how difficult it would be for me to survive alone, especially in her time of age. Last week, um, I went to church to help with online platform service. There were less than 10 of us. And we finished church early, and we were out by 12, 15 p.m. I came home. I took a nap. I thought it was a long nap, too. I woke up. It was only 3 p.m. I did not know what to do. I am not used to this. I could not do this for long. And this woman, she had to endure 12 years of social distancing. I'm sure she was looking for a way out. Anything, anything new under the sun. And finally, an opportunity came. Uncertain, unsure, maybe even somewhat skeptical, but... She went for Jesus. Her faith was almost superstitious. I'm not here to say that her faith was perfect. Was that selfish of her? Can you imagine a COVID-19 confirmed patient freely roaming around the neighborhood of Loma Linda, the county of San Bernardino? What is that like, zombie apocalypse? Not a good example of social distancing. At what point was it okay for her to go to see Jesus? At what point is it all right by society for her to come out and touch Jesus when she is seen unclean? And the only way is if Jesus is the cure. Stop. Let's stop looking from the perspective of a weak human being. Let's look from Jesus' point of view. It is so interesting to see Jesus' reaction. As she came behind Jesus and touched Jesus' garment, Jesus said, Who is the one who touched me? Whoa, Jesus. Aren't you a little too sensitive? She didn't even touch you. 
She touched the tip of your garment. Everything stops. Jesus continues, and while they were all denying it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing it on you. But Jesus said, Someone did touch me, for I was aware that power had gone out of me. Jesus, Jesus is so sensitive and so in touch with us, with this woman that our cry, her cry, reaching out to him can stop him. This woman was able to stop God in motion. We have the power to stop God in action. So close. I believe you're holding me now. In your hands I belong. You'll never let me go. You have been besides me even when I couldn't tell. Jesus is so close to us. Jesus is so sensitive to our need. Jesus is so sensitive, so in tune with God, that he felt, he recognized when power went out of him. His power, his strength comes from the Father. His ministry, his life is so centered around the will of God. Jesus' foundation in his ministry on earth is in the Father God. And Jesus was so connected and so close to God, the Father, that when the woman touched him, he recognized the power coming out of him. He could understand and recognize what the Father's will was as it was happening through him. Jesus' ministry, his life was founded and centered upon the will of his father. Verse 47. When the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him and declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. To a trembling human, Jesus, the unwavering God, became her center. Jesus gave her peace. And he, he's my center. Because he never changes. You never change. You're still the same. You are the everlasting God. You will remain after the day is gone and the things of earth have passed. Everlasting God. Jesus as our center. How about that in such a time as this? The centerpiece doesn't move. Jesus is my constant. My life right now I am so focused on this COVID-19. My life is centered around this virus. But it shouldn't be. My life should be centered around Jesus. 
When Jesus stops, everyone stops. Everything stops. The crowd, the woman, Jairus, the disciples, all come to a stop. When the world is in chaos and turmoil, when there is confusion, when Jesus stops, I will stop to spend my time with my precious Jesus. It's Sabbath today. Nothing in this world will stop me from being with my Creator. This is my time to stop with God. He can hide me now under His wings. He can cover me with His mighty hand. When the oceans rise and the thunders roar, I will soar with you under the storm. Father, you're a king over the flood. I will be still right now and know your God. I will find my rest and I will rest my soul in Christ alone. If Jesus is the center of my life, I can react to COVID-19. I can adjust to what is happening as long as there is a constant in my life. If COVID-19 or anything else is at the center of my life, anything else becomes a reaction. What will become the center of our life when COVID-19 passes? When Jesus is at the center of our lives, there must also be constants in our lives that is the same, that is not affected by what is currently happening. Yours and my devotional life with Jesus shouldn't waver. Our daily walk with God, your struggles, my struggles, and our conversation with God should remain the same, if not amplified more in a time like this. Our awareness and understanding of the situation heighten as we cling to God and ask Him for guidance. How I think, how I speak, how I act right now should be an outcome of our quality time with God. My strength as a Christian comes from Jesus as I kneel. He is enough. And all of you, Jesus, is more than enough for all of me. For every thirst and every need, you satisfy me with your love. All I have in you is more than enough. We should be able to declare right now, my God is my stronghold. The peace that I can have in such a time of turmoil can only come from my God, my Jesus. When that happens, we Christians, our fear changes from forget everything and run to face everything and rise.
being responsible, flattening the curve, the social distancing in consideration of self and others should also be an outcome of having Jesus as the foundation of our life. Imagine the people that we can impact. Imagine the people that we can influence through our foundation in Christ. Verse 49, while he was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official saying, your daughter has died. This is the story of Jairus. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. We've forgotten that this story actually begins with Jairus and not with this woman. Verse 50, but when Jesus heard this, he answered him. Do not be afraid any longer. Only believe and she will be made well. This is Jesus. Do you see me sweating? You know, Jesus is like almost, he's flexing. He goes and he strolls. He walks over to the daughter and brings her back to life from death. I could have confidence in a God like that. I could believe in a God like that. I can have faith in a God like that in my times of struggle, in my time of difficulty, when I see others suffer. I can say, I believe in you. I believe You've rose again. I believe that Christ Jesus is Lord. I believe in the resurrection. That even if we die, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. So is there an opportunity to still follow Jesus? to love like Jesus in your own way in such time as this? Can you sing? Can you still praise God in such time as this? I'm going to share with you a slide. So, this is a clip of Italians singing as they're going through this pandemic. They're singing a song of hope. They're trying to heal their wounds as people around them are suffering, as people that they love are dying. Is there hope in you, in Jesus, in such time as this? The reason I sing is because I have hope in my Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, when I um, saw the Italians singing, I couldn't help but be reminded of Paul and Silas in prison. And as they're locked up, 
as they're imprisoned, they're singing. They're praising God. They're looking forward to Jesus. The reason that Paul and Silas were able to sing in prison was because Jesus was at the center. The environment, the situation is nowhere as important as Jesus Christ. No matter what changed, Jesus was a constant for them. Jesus was a greater reality than any realities that they were going through. I look forward to the reunion of us. Can you imagine the celebration when we can reunite, where we can shake hands, give a hug appropriately? It's so interesting right now. It's so unique. I have youth who, who miss church, who, who miss people. They miss the belonging. You know, I have a youth uh, who, without a doubt, every time I see her, comes up to me and uh, she gives me a high five. And she says, how are you doing? I miss that. I miss the high five. You know, there's people working. You know, to an extent, uh, we've been called to be even more busy and be more creative than we have ever been. I know many are doing what we are, you know, called to do. There's people who are meeting, you know, our church members, our elders. Uh, There's praise leaders recording at church this whole week. Before the, you know, homestay was even announced, we acted before the reaction. They're making praise inventory for the music. It's amazing. I have faith. I have hope. I'm inspired as I see such people dedicated for God. You know, we want to also pray for all our church members who are serving in the front frontier, in the front line, in health professions, in serving. God bless you. God be with you. Um, our youth did something very small. We uh, reached out to people that we don't normally reach out to. Call them, message them, let them know. We prayed for you. We care for you. How are you doing? And we tagged others and said, hey, do the same. Let's keep our faith going. Let's reach out. You know, instead of fear of missing out, how about the joy of missing out? How about a personal prayer walk with God? How about a quality time with family? Getting rest. Sleep. You know, things like this give me hope. The slide that I'm about to show you keeps my faith going. Um, it's uh, one of our church family uh, with many daughters. 
And they wrote on their window, hi. And guess what? Their neighbors replied back. They said, they wrote on their window and said, hi back. And they're talking. They're connecting. They're relating. Send out a message to Jesus, to your neighbor, and show that you care. You know, that window always gives me hope to look out, to look up. Let's, let's wait for the Lord. You know, the truth is, there is a greater contamination in this world that is more deadly and devastating than COVID-19. It's called sin. It has affected all of us. It is 100% contagious. But Christ overcame that sin. He overcame death. He is victorious. I can believe in a God who is life. I want to share with you uh, the last slide. It's, uh, it's a post from an anonymous, uh, this person named Jacob Young. He writes, Coronavirus is sweeping through and causing panic, but let me shift your perspective. No sports to watch, no concerts, no stress of school right now, no politics. What, what if God is using this time of absence from worldly idols and distractions to seek him more? Be the church. You are the church. Let us be the church. And I pray, I pray that you can sing. I pray that I can sing in moments like these, in such a time as this, for us to be able to sing a song, to sing out a love song to Jesus. Let's have faith. We have God who is so sensitive, who cares for us so much that he is willing to stop. And the story of Jairus tells us this God has overcome death. And so in moments like these, let us sing out a love song to Jesus. We miss you and hope to see you soon. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Jesus. It is our prayer at this time that Jesus becomes our reality. He becomes our foundation. He becomes our constant factor in our lives. That when I see what is happening around me in this world that I can have peace, that I can have rest, not just for myself, but so that I can also do my part in helping others. Let every action from us be a reaction to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come soon. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.